The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Welcome to Camp Creep, a podcast focusing on anthology horror, starting with Tales from the Crypt. I'm Camp Counselor Lauren. And I'm your least favorite Camp Counselor, Tish Delano. What a week. What a week. <laughs> I am so glad today is Saturday, which is also pretty different for us. Usually we record during the week. Yes. But this was needed. We tried recording last night, and then about like <laughs> 15 minutes in, I took the headphones off and I was staring at Tish like, nope. Nope, there's no point right now. We just need to go to bed instead. Yeah, we sounded haggard. And we were. We, I mean, we were dying. It was such a long week. Trying to think of positive things that happened throughout the week. Ooh, ooh. Yeah? Yesterday, we had a very fancy dinner, and then I got to meet your very nice hairdresser friend. Yes, yes, my hairdresser, Grace, from the Color Cult. She's the only one allowed to put deadly chemicals on my head. I love her very much. We went to her open house because she was celebrating her one year. Congratulations to your one year anniversary, Grace. Yes. And also, the night before, I got to go do dinner with some of my, I call them the murder squad. They're my pals we met through being fans of another podcast cast and we went out and had a nice fancy dinner in downtown Detroit. Food was great. Other happy things that happened this week. Did anything good happen to you? I went to bed at a reasonable-ish hour most nights. I made it to season eight of Criminal Minds. I Yeah, nope, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> nothing terrible happened, but nothing great happened either other than our dinner last night. Yeah, a lot of terrible things happened this week, but I don't want to talk about it. Nope, nope. That's why today is Saturday. It is <laughs> yes. a new day. We yes. just watched the second episode of season two together again, and we were cackling because we both started noticing things we didn't notice before because we were sitting together. Yes. Ready to go creeping through that crypt? I'm ready if you are. All right. This is the first episode of Tales from the Crypt mm-hmm. that is directed by a celebrity. Ooh. It's directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, the governator. <laughs> I have a creeping curiosity to ask you. Uh-huh. <laughs> In relationships, when you you know go on a date with somebody, do you have any deal breakers? I do not like it when on a first date, the mm-hmm. person I am out with has their phone out. Valid. The only time I find it acceptable is when we're having an argument about who's in that movie or looking up a piece of trivia. Yes. If you have your phone out and you're on a first date with me or really any first couple of dates, mm-hmm. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. And if you're late on the first date, nope, that's it. If you <laughs> don't tell me you're going to be late ahead of time, like you're running behind. Yes. I am very impatient. I think it's why I'm single. (laughs) But also, if they can't communicate to you that they're running late, communication is key. Right, right. I would say my deal breakers, not that it's a thing anymore. but you're engaged. Yeah, I'm engaged. But when I was dating, not liking cats was a deal breaker because I love cats. I love dogs also. Basically not liking animals in general, total deal breaker and giant red flag. Hating cats and being like, oh, I would never have a cat. I'm like, cool, then we could never live together because I'm always going to have cats. 
It's true. They're very, very yeah. cute. And yep. You have two. Yes, I do. And I will say that I had one when I met Steven and he was like, ah, I'm not the biggest fan of cats. I'm like allergic. And I'm like, I'll give you the allergic part. I'm like, but dude, I got a cat. And he's like, it's fine. I'll deal. I'm just not really that fond of cats. Well, like three months later, he's like, uh, so I got us this kitten because it was so cute. I couldn't not take it home. And I'm like, awesome. So you like cats now? And he's like, yeah, I think I like cats now. Yes, that makes me happy. That's how we got our Phoebe because she was so cute. And he just went to go, quote unquote, look at the kittens. Uh Uh-huh, sure, 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 sure. You know, there's no just going to look at kittens. You know, it's just you go look and then you start grabbing armfuls of them and make a run for the door. It's true. It is. Because they pick you out. They do. Which is how I got Lego. I was actually looking at her sister at Mm -hmm. the Humane Society and... I think her sister's name was Spaghetti. Oh. And Spaghetti was really cute, but we didn't really bond. And then Mm -hmm. I'm looking back into the little kennel thing, and I'm like, well, what about that one? And they were very nice, and they had her all bundled up, and they gave her to me. And it was Lego. Oh. And she was squirming around trying to get out, and she eventually got out of the blankie situation. And I was like, okay, fine. But then she started crawling on me like a parrot mostly because she was trying to reach the top of the poster that was behind me. (laughs) So she was using me as a shelf, but I was like, okay, cool. So you're my cat. Yep. Aw. Adoption stories. Ding. (laughs) This isn't the podcast you were looking for. No. You're fucking welcome. Tell us your stories in the reviews. All right. This is season two, episode two, The Switch. And this is your synopsis. They say money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you a new face, a new torso, a new pair of legs, and uh, something extra. And that's exactly what our main character, Carlton, does. All in the name of love. But is it really love? Shenanigans ensue, and everybody gets what they deserve. So this episode opens on the Crypt Keeper getting physical. Mm-hmm. He is lifting weights, mm-hmm. and by weights, I mean it's a femur with two skulls at the end of it. I would be more inclined to work out if I had weights like that. I think I would be too. Those are some dumbbells. Haha. <laughs> hey there, people who are crafty. I will support your uh, GoFundMe or Indiegogo if you want to make some creepy weights. I got a dollar. So, and also we find out that the Crypt Keeper has gone Hollywood. He has a personal trainer. A celebrity personal trainer. None other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. So Arnold decides that the Crypt Keeper isn't doing a good enough job lifting weights, so he decides to take over the introduction of the episode all by himself. So we open up on the switch. We're panning, we're seeing the interior of a home that obviously belongs to a very rich old person. It's full of antiques. There's a bunch of pills on the place. Mm -hmm. The oxygen tank that's just kind of there. (laughs) He never uses it. No. And something else that you had pointed out when we were watching it is Mm -hmm. there's an urn. Yep. A big, big old urn. I wonder if it's like multiple people in there because I've never seen an urn that large. Family urn. (laughs) Hmm. Come on, kids. The whole family can climb on in. It's terrible. I'm a terrible person. Anywho, so in the big chair by the fireplace is Carlton Webster, a very, very 
old man. And he is staring at a photo of a young woman. And at first I kind of thought, oh, it's his, you know, daughter or something. And (laughs) maybe she went away for school. Oh, no. Because then Fulton, the butler, comes out questioning what's going on with Carlton. Fulton is very, very concerned, fretting all over him. He was afraid he was up all night in that room and he was going to catch a cold. And Carlton says everything is fine, but he's madly in love. Fulton still looks a little concerned. Yes. (laughs) For valid reasons. Mm -hmm. So Carlton confesses that he is madly in love with this woman named Linda, who is the woman in the photo. And Fulton, being the very concerned man that he is, is kind of like, what? What the actual fuck? So Fulton brings up some pretty valid concerns. He decides to not touch on the whole potentially 50 to 60 year age difference and instead is like, are you sure she likes you for you or for your money? And Carlton says that she doesn't even know that he's mega loaded and therefore he'll be able to woo her with just his uh, charming personality. (laughs) Good luck there, Carlton. So it's kind of like a reverse Joe Millionaire. I don't think I've seen Joe Millionaire. (laughs) That's a really dated reference. It was this gather around the fire kids for a little story. There used to be a reality show called Joe Millionaire where they picked a random guy, put him in a mansion and pretended that he was rich and then had all these girls fighting over him kind of like bachelor the bachelor style and then he proposed to the one he picked and they were supposed to get married but before he would marry her he then revealed i'm actually not rich maybe i do remember that was that on like abc it was on fox. or something oh fox, fox. okay yes that... it's trashy it's on yeah. fox <laughs> shocker that relationship didn't work out because it was totally based on lies 100 percent yet it was a very short-lived show Would you, okay, pretending for a moment, if you will, Uh that Stephen was not in the picture. Okay. Would you go on one of those dating shows, like The Bachelor or anything like that? No, because when I like someone and I'm in that lusty infatuation phase, I act a fool. (laughs) And I do not need everyone in the world seeing me act like an idiot (laughs) on national television. My mom, my mom has seen enough. I don't I don't need the entire world to see the my goobery eyes and goobery eyes. That I like it. I not, like it. It sounds like a candy. That sounds like an eye infection. <laughs> Goober eyes. Yeah, I meant to say like doe eyes. Um, no, it's goober from now yeah, on. Yeah, I don't, I don't need anyone to see me act a fool over someone on TV. That's fair. That's fair. So Carlton, I'm assuming energized by love. Question mark? Yes. He is acting mega hyper, bouncing off the walls practically. And my only thought was, my note here is, take your freaking Adderall, Carlton. (laughs) Carlton announces that he wants to open the windows because once he proposes to Linda and she says yes, she's going to breathe new life into this giant ass house. Right. And they rip open the curtains. It's straight out of Beauty and the Beast when they start opening the curtains in the castle. Like, full-on fantastical musical style. It's so precious. Ripping open the curtains. And Carlton proclaims, let there be light. In the next scene, Fulton is dropping off Carlton in front of some flowers, which appears to be by Linda's apartment. Fulton tells him to dress more smart. 
but I think we smartly smartly yes in this case it would be like him dressing fancier but Carlton is still determined to keep up with this nope he is just a precious old man who doesn't have any money whatsoever but he's still wearing a suit was it a suit yeah he was wearing a damn suit which I was like you're trying to be poor I mean I don't know maybe that's just old man chic regardless of income level but I was like he's still wearing a suit you still pulled up there in a like what I believe might be a Rolls Royce. Not a car person. Don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a Volkswagen. No, no, no. It was, that. it was a fancy, fancy old car. So we're we keeping it subtle there. <laughs> so we cut to Linda's apartment. It is full of beautiful flowers that Linda reveals Carlton has apparently been sending her daily to woo her. So it sounds like Carlton and Linda have known each other for a while. How do you think they met? Because I have a theory, but I want to know if we might be on the same page. I had that question myself. I suspect that considering that he believes she doesn't know he's rich, so it wasn't like she was working in a hospital or, you know, or a home care nurse or something like that. I would suspect maybe she was a shop girl. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking that they were at some sort of like community center together and maybe she's like a volunteer somewhere. Yeah, she doesn't give off volunteer vibes and rich people don't go to community centers. Yeah, but if he's (laughs) on the prowl looking for love, he might go somewhere. Yeah, community centers are typically full of other old people. Oh, well, you know, (laughs) that was just one of those things like, how the fuck did you two meet? Yeah, I was wondering that myself. Like, how did this even happen? And it's just very clear that she's like, thank you for the attention, sir. That's all. Yep, goodbye. (laughs) So Carlton proposes to Linda and she says, no, of fucking course. It's her deal breaker that he has an incredibly old face and he looks like her grandpa. Which is valid. That is valid. He looks like a great grandfather and he sounds like one too. And much like many old cis straight white men, he decides that there's no problem that money can't fix, baby. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the car. Fulton is trying to get the tea from Carlton. Poor Fulton, and he wants to try to cheer up Carlton so bad, and he asks him, how's it going with it? How did it go up there? And Carlton says it went perfect. Everything went perfectly. Everything went perfectly fine. Nothing is wrong. Nothing whatsoever. It's all perfect. perfect. I thought of a dad joke while watching this scene uh, that I had to write down for you, because I know how much you love a good dad joke. I do. (laughs) Inspired by Carlton. I saw a man in Egypt drowning, but he didn't want my help. I guess you could say he was in denial. denial. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it, but that made me too happy. Yes, yes, that was because I thought, wow, the, den- the Nile ain't just a river. Uh-huh. So the thing with Carlton here is that the way and the amount of times he fucking said perfect mm-hmm. leads me to believe he is a much better match for Peggy. Right? We need to do some uh, season hopping here, folks. Right? Previous season. Welcome to Red Flag Man was the name of our episode for Yes, there was Peggy who wanted a partner, a very short-lived marriage. She just wanted to get her baby. Think about it. It's perfect. Carlton clearly looks like he's about to drop dead any minute now, especially with all those medications and the oxygen machine. Mm -hmm. Peggy's wealthy. He's wealthy. But he's probably shooting blanks, so... 
that's that's the that's the painful irony of nature. Women, as we get older, everything just dries up, withers, and dies. Technically, they could be producing children until the day they drop dead. This is stupid. Yeah, bodies are dumb. Bodies are very dumb. I just want to be a skeleton <laughs> and haunt people. So we cut to Carlton at the plastic surgeon's office in the waiting room. Did the waiting room by any chance give you Netherworld vibes like in Beetlejuice? Yeah, a little bit. He's in there with a couple um, older ladies who are looking for a, I wrote, tune-up. Yes. <laughs> uh, flipping through the catalogs, talking to himself. And I enjoyed that when one of the ladies caught him talking to himself, she asked him if he said anything, and he's just like, no, no, I I didn't say anything, liar. And then we're in Dr. Thorne's office, who offers him a full facelift. This man is trying to go all out to make Carlton happy. Yes, he offers him the following surgeries. Tightening under the chin mm-hmm. and across the forehead, two eye tucks, add new cheekbones, mm-hmm. and a chin implant. Oof, that, that makes my painful. face hurt. Yeah. Oh my god. Which, the Dr. Thorne says that will take 20 years off, but that's not good enough for old Carlton. He, he wants to look 30. Thir- oh god, he's like 60, 70? Yeah, yeah, at least. It's hard to tell these days because these days, in the 2020s, people who are 60 somehow still look 40 and it's all very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Age is an illusion. Woo. I mean, time is, so why not? Right? Basically, Carlton is asking for a full-on face transplant. And the doctor is like, that's not possible. That's not something that happens. But Carlton pushes it one more time mm-hmm. and everything changes. Like you can kind of feel the tension in the room. And the doctor says, this isn't going to be cheap. Fun fact, the first full face transplant happened on March 20th, 2010. A team of 30 Spanish doctors carried out the full face transplant on a man injured in a shooting accident. Holy shit. It became the first full face transplant in the world. Thank you, Wikipedia. There were partial face transplants before that. And jeebus cripes. Do, uh, (laughs) if you are sensitive to gross medical photos, don't Google that. It's a little disturbing. You know what I'm going to do later today when Google I Google that. Pizza, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, didn't bother me much, but I was like, ooh, ooh. But medical science is amazing. Fuck yeah, science. The next scene, I think we both have some strong feelings about. Yes. Fulton drives Carlton to what uh, we've both agreed upon is Red Flag Manor 2. And it's a dark, rainy, stormy night, and there's a creepy new doctor that's in the window. And does this mean we finally get riffraff? Do we get my riffraff references now? (laughs) We're getting closer. We're getting closer. (sighs) I mean, an Igor-looking man answers the door. Red flag. I would love to live in a house, though, that has giant knockers so people will tell me I have great knockers. Because I do. I was going to say, I'm looking at a pair (laughs) right now. Hey-o! Once we're inside the red flag, the second red flag manor, Mm -hmm. we see what looks like a typical mad scientist's lair. Yeah, this is straight up Frankenstein and must be the basement of Red Flag Manor. Yeah, I will admit, I was really digging some of the decor, though. The fish tank full of severed heads. I'm in, I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah, that was totally my aesthetic, but also kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where did these faces come from? Right. And then we meet the doctor. 
AKA a walking red flag. Yes, with his beautiful giant eyeball glasses. Yeah, he was creepy. Very, very creepy. After sitting Carlton down and going through what Carlton wants, he reveals that a face transplant is going to cost him one million dollars. <laughs> and Carlton proclaims, one million for a simple operation? And the doctor says, you think faces grow on trees? Which, <laughs> in, you know, Carlton's defense, there is an episode of Inuyasha where that happens. <laughs> that sounds like nightmare fuel. It's a peach tree. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and the doctor reveals that a small, only a small part of the cost goes to him. And most of it goes to the donor. Yes. 100000 is for the operation itself and the rest is for the donor who we are about to meet. Meet Hans. Musclehead. A little bit. He's got great hair, though. Don't forget about his hair. He's an okay looking guy, like ripped, shredded, clearly a bodybuilder. Not my type. Nah. But I mean, not terrible to look at. I'll give him that. He's got nice teeth. He does. He does. He's got nice nice other stuff, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) Give us about 15, 20 more minutes and we will get to the butt of that joke. So once laying eyes on Hans Carlton is like, deal. And here's the other thing, though. So the doctor makes a comment about how he has Hans. And it's really unclear on how they met. But he did say that he is well aware of Hans's genetics. Because he was responsible for his breeding? Yes. What the fuck does that mean? And I was like, okay, well, there's no way the doctor fathered Hans unless the mom's genes are very strong. And I'm like, or did he breed him like like stock? Is this cloning? Did he grow him in a lab? So many more questions. The doctor is married, though. I don't know if you saw it, but he had a ring on. Oh. I think ring or not, I don't, I doubt the doctor you would have. I mean, he had a certain charm. Um, in a, charm. in a, I want to skin you alive and turn you into a lamp kind of charm. Yes. I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> and we're focused. And we're focused. So we're in the operating room, which does not look sterile. No. It Red looks flag. dusty. This Red is flag. not healthy. Do you want MRSA, Doc? This is how you get MRSA. Ugh. So while the surgery is happening, Mm -hmm. there is a bolt of thunder and lightning, and we go back to the car where Fulton, poor Fulton, is taking a little naparoo skis, and he just jumps up. Right. Like something's wrong. What is it? What's happening? He made Fulton stay in the car while he got surgery. Like, I've had surgery, and you know, and whoever brought me, your family member, partner, whatever, you know, like sat in the hospital waiting room for me. But he made Fulton sit in the car while he had a face transplant, which had to take a very long time. At least overnight. Like, didn't even crack a window for the poor little guy. Poor Fulton. He puts up with a lot. In the morning, Carlton comes back outside, but you don't see his face yet. Mm-hmm. The camera was very careful about that. And Fulton's talking to him like, how did it go in there, sir? And as Carlton is getting into the vehicle, Fulton's like, what did they do to your face? Yeah, he is clearly, once he gets a good look, he is clearly wigged out. Mm -hmm. Do not blame the man. Yeah. And then once we see it, yeah, it is 
unsettling. Mm -hmm. Don't like. Don't like. Nope. So Carlton goes back to Linda. He surprises her with flowers again. And a brand new face. And a brand new face. (laughs) She's surprised and vaguely impressed. And then she goes back to calling him old. Yes. Linda reveals another deal breaker. He's got an old man body. And frankly, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. But Linda, don't you have more questions about how the fuck he got a new face? Yeah, I don't I mean, understand. I would have asked more questions, but also to be fair, I mean... Linda's a bitch, whatever. Yeah, but also, I mean, frankly, if a creepy old man had been hitting on me and then he shows up in my house with a new face, I'd probably be like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, the facelift is nice and all, but I'm, you know, ooh, I'd find an excuse, probably, mm-hmm. because I'm not good at directly letting people down. <laughs> That's why I'm really glad I'm engaged, so now I don't even have to shoot people down. <laughs> I mean, when I'm feeling sassy, y'all, I'll give you every reason why I am not interested. And being engaged is the last one. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not, it's just like, oh, sorry, engaged. Please leave me alone now. Okay, never speak to me again. Bye. Bye. So Carlton, though, is still determined as fuck, trying to get Linda to marry him or maybe at least go out with him. And back at the car, Fulton is trying to talk to Carlton logically and have mm-hmm. him think things through, like, how can you be sure that she's going to love you? He's confident. Gotta gotta give him that mediocre, mediocre man confidence. Mm-hmm, because if he loves her, truly, that is all that matters. Right. Not her feelings. Nope. Nope. And also, campers. Campers. Just a little life lesson, little nugget here of knowledge for you. Don't go changing yourself for someone to get someone to love you. It's not worth it. It's not. Like, guess what? You don't like my shirt? Fuck you. You don't (laughs) like my face? Right? You don't like my face? Go to hell. Don't don't change yourself for people. Don't be Ariel. If we're going to keep talking about like random Disney (laughs) references, don't change yourself for a man. Don't pull a little mermaid, (laughs) gang. Find someone that loves you for you. Fishy tail and all. Insert the after school music and now you know (laughs) (laughs) copyrighted music. And knowing is half the battle and 25% red lasers and 25% blue. Gojo. (laughs) Anywho, so we head back to Red Flag Manor 2. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. It is going to be two million for new arms and a torso. Seems kind of cheap to me. Like, it's not even a million an arm. It's like like 500 grand per arm and Mm -hmm. then like a million for the torso. Yeah, I mean, I don't math. I I know that we, this is not our forte, but that sounds right. I mean, that math sounds solid. It does, because to take a man's body, you must pay dearly. Yes, and when Carlton keeps objecting, (laughs) the doctor has this, oh, he has such a great comeback. He says, perhaps next time you'll know better than to grow old. Doctor, you're kind of a dick, but you're not wrong either. Listen, Doc, you think we have any control over this? Do you think I want my knees to ache when I sit in a chair (laughs) wrong? That's right, kids. As you get old, random things will start to hurt. Never mind the whole like aging process, the external part. It's the internal that's going to get you. So I turned 30 this year, Mm -hmm. but my knees have been hurting me for at least the last five years. Yeah, my knee pain started like, never mind the knee injury from when I was 
in dance and all that stuff. My knees did not start to bother me until I hit my late 20s. And then I was like, oh, oh. I do not like this. So Carlton goes under the knife again. And once again, I'm grossed out. Those surgical tools do not look like they were cleaned between surgeries. And I'm sorry, you're a doctor. You should be well aware of bloodborne illnesses. Mm-hmm. Also, I think for a surgery that hardcore, mm-hmm. you probably need an a assistant, a nurse, another doctor. Right. I didn't see that Igor type dude down there. So, I mean, he was doing all of this himself. I would have liked to see more of that Igor guy. Right. He seemed charming in his own way. So yeah, never mind the fact that this surgery is happening in an underground dungeon. I have a lot of questions about... It seems like ripe for medical malpractice is all I'm saying. But we do also know that it cost the other doctor at the regular surgery place mm-hmm. quite a pretty penny to even get this doctor's name. So he can, uh, he can afford being sneaky, I suppose. True. And... Ta-da! Surgery's over, and Carlton is shredded. Oh my god. Like abs of steel. You could grate some cheese with those abs. So now they're at some sort of, like, bodybuilder beach thing. I I believe it's called Muscle Beach. I mean, I could be wrong because I've never been to the West. Okay, that's wrong. I have been to the West Coast. But I believe in LA that there's this whole thing called Muscle Beach, and it's where people used to go and, like, work out outside. I don't know. It was just in a lot of movies. (laughs) I'll go with it. I know uh, there's a park nearby that has equipment, but I've never seen anybody use it. But it's also like in the middle of a residential area, so I wouldn't want to really use it either. Right? Linda is is into Carlton right now. She is drooling over him from over at the fence. Yeah, like that. Muscled bodies are nice to look at. You know, (laughs) I mean, and it is impressive. Like, listen, like I said, you can impress me by just opening the pickle jar. I'm like, ooh, you strong like animal. You know, I mean, but here he is doing like chin-ups and pull-ups and other exercises that I don't know what they're called because I didn't do well in gym class. Same. I can maybe do a, uh, what's the thing when you... A crunch? Yeah, I can maybe do a crunch, but I would rather eat a crunchy crunch bar. Mmm, that's like crunch bar. We might have to go to the gas station after this for a snack. Bunch of crunch. Anywho, (laughs) so... We're very healthy, can't you tell? So yeah, Linda's drooling over him. They take a walk to the beach. He decides, hey, do you want to go swimming? And she's like, yeah, let's go in the ocean. But Okay, but wait. Yeah. Not to not to stop us from moving forward. Uh-huh. And I know I've already technically made this comment, but so Linda also comments on how your transformation is amazing. Mm-hmm. Linda, girl, how are you not trying to figure out how the fuck he is doing this? What are you think what do you think is happening? I think people in the Tales from the Crypt universe, I'm going to assume they're all like in the same universe. They all just tend to be really quick to just suspend <sighs> disbelief and just like, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh, you went to a surgeon and got this done. Yep. That's that seems legit. But how do you afford it? Where is this body coming yes. from? And also I have a theory that ties into later. Oh, boy. Okay. Also, while we're just not moving forward with the story, can we just 
talk about how upsetting it is. At this point, the actor playing Carlton is actually the actor who is playing Hans, uh-huh. but they're still using the actor who played Carlton's voice. Yes, I was going to say something too. So yeah, it's everything. <laughs> it's very upsetting. It's upsetting, but also my comment is, yes, this is all very impressive, like special effects, but mm-hmm. you know what else is super fucking impressive about this episode? What? The lip syncing capabilities of yeah. Hans and Carlton together. Uh, yes, the lip syncing abilities are quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Everything is going great. Linda, they're changing their swimsuits. Linda comes out looking like a dime piece in a one-piece Baywatch I was style. Say this is straight up Baywatch. Episode. It is, <laughs> and she looks fun as hell. And she's looking in on Carlton, and oh, his. <sighs> Go ahead. I, I got a comment. I know. Again. You got feelings, uh-huh. but so do I. Um, yes, the, ju- the juxtaposition is upsetting. He has the Han's upper body, and then there's a door cutting off the middle section, and then you see his pale, white, shriveled up, little teeny tiny old man <laughs> legs. It is quite the shocker. But here's... Okay, yeah, the legs are super pale. They don't match. Yeah. But they're not as veiny as I think she thinks they are. Yeah. I feel like he just needs a little bit of a spray tan, maybe some lotion, and it would be okay. He also had like the, I mean, and I mean, same bro. I could definitely see every day my kneecap starting to sag a little bit. He had the saggy knees and, and they didn't get real up close, but I imagine, you know, like as we get older, our skin texture changes. So there's the a distinct difference. And I also imagine it probably looked like if you're a SpongeBob Square, pants oh, fan no. that episode where spongebob gets the inflatable arms so oh, he looks all that. buff yeah big but, arms. yeah and then he's just got the little teeny tiny stick legs still i can only imagine what he would have looked like naked and now i'm upset about that <laughs> oh no yep oh dear so linda makes another comment and how she's just so thrown off at how old he is my man carlton finally snaps yeah. And he's like, God, what can I do to make you happy? And I've got her a direct quote. Yes. Which I respect. I know what I want, Carlton, and you just don't have it. What do you want, ma'am? She wants a young guy and he's old. And now it's time oh. to say goodbye. No, this is the saddest part of the episode. Carlton reveals that because how much he's going to have to spend on his surgeries, he can no longer afford his mansion and he can no longer afford Fulton. And so they say a very painful goodbye. I have it here that so far he's spent three mil on his surgery. Because he spent one million on the face and two million on the arms and the legs. And we don't know if he had to buy any prescriptions, you know, like. I imagine you need some sort of painkillers for that. Painkillers, blood thinners, who knows? Well, probably not blood thinners, like maybe clotting. Who knows? Because he's (laughs) tacked internally. He's still an old man. He's probably still got his medication. We know that mansions cost a lot to upkeep. It takes a lot to heat those places, the electricity, yada, yada. But I was like, yeah, that's a lot of money he spent and he's about to spend more. But I'm like, you know what, Carlton? A a sad scene where you can no longer afford to live in a mansion and your personal butler. Do do, do you hear that sound? Do you hear it? Is it it the world's smallest violin? Yes, playing the world's saddest song for Carlton. How sad indeed. Yes. 
personally, if I had to choose between my butler for God knows how long they've mm-hmm. been together and a big ass house, I'm going to pick the butler because there's no way if I am as old as Carlton, would I be able to even begin to with the upkeep of that house? Right? I'm like, dude, Carlton, start budgeting, you know, like move into a small, downsize your home. Maybe you and Fulton become roomies, you know, a little buddy comedy. He lives there. He has to. He does. Yeah. Oh, he takes care, like around the clock care of Carlton. And we're back to the basement of doom from Red Flag Manor second. And the doctor declares that it will be $3 million for the new legs. Which is very confusing to Carlton, because if it's a million dollars a limb, why isn't it two million instead? Because it's one million per leg and another million for the, um... Third limb, yes. (laughs) Now, the best part about this scene is when we get there, the creepy-ass doctor is cutting sausage. He's cutting sausage. And at first, I was like, okay, so it's a leg joke. And then when they, you know, reveal, like, hey, Carlton, you want to be a tripod, don't you? (laughs) And he's, like, slicing the sausage. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess it's kind of important, isn't it? That's upsetting. But he decides that he has to go through with it to get the final surgery, which also happens to be all the money he has left in the world. But apparently, Linda is worth it. I would strongly disagree. Whatever. Live your life, bro. uh, Yep. So he has the surgery, and we get man butt. It is a nice looking man butt. Which brings me back to the whole leg thing when Linda was like, ooh. Like, okay, imagine that ripply torso and blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and you have a little wrinkly, saggy man butt. <laughs> and also, not to be graphic and gross you out if you're eating, I'm sorry, but like, you know, the... um The dick. No, no, the, oh. the testicular region. Those drop as time goes on. So at Carlton's age, those things would be hanging and swinging low. <laughs> and I'm sure the doctor was just far too polite to uh, mention that. I'm sure he gave him a ball tuck. Probably. It, otherwise... That's the- why they had to spend, spend the extra million dollars on the limb. Like, it was everything. That is the third limb. That's true. I mean, they they could have left Hans with his testicles intact because he did only say penis. I would assume... Okay. Let's get scientific (laughs) here for a minute. I don't know that... I mean, one, I don't... Aren't they connected? Mm, Ish. By, like, tube. Like, by internal tubing. Yes. I mean, but you can disconnect that and reconnect... I would assume that the balls would be included in this limb situation. Yeah, but if he specifically genetically breeded Hans... Okay, yeah, we're getting dark deep here. If he specifically genetically breeded Hans uh-huh. for the, the, you know, the muscle man stock, there's no way he's going to give that sweet, sweet sperm to Carlton. True, but since yeah. he is a mad scientist, yeah. wouldn't he just have the DNA and, like, the sperm yeah. to recreate him? but then if Carlton ends up getting with somebody else, he's going to be donating that Hans sperm that's still left in there for free. Now, okay, follow uh-huh. up. Yeah, yeah. This it's is been a while since I've had sex education, now. so my science might start to get a loft kilter here. <laughs> oh, okay, great, great, great. Okay, so in this episode, Carlton is still Carlton, Hans is still Hans, yes. but the skin is different. Yes. So doesn't that mean that technically then, not to like go against everything I said earlier, but wouldn't that mean that like Carlton would 
have Carlton's sperm and Hans would have Hans's sperm. Depending. (laughs) Because, like, so here's the thing. When it comes to the peen... Again, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm not. You're not gonna. Uh, you may want to bleep some of this out, but like, think about trying to skin a hot dog, bro. Like, you got to take the whole hot dog. Oh, I like, got to detach. Do we want to do some science? I'm pretty sure that would get us banned from TikTok um, <laughs> and Instagram. But so I'm pretty sure you had to take the whole Frank. And here's the deal: like, I mean, he could have taken the skin from the beans, but I mean, if you're taking the Frank, are you just gonna take the beans too? Like. So that's why I feel like it might have been just easier to just to take the Frank, do a little bit of a tuck on the existing beans and leave Carlton like Carlton with the internal beans and the external sack for the beans and just do a little bit of a snip tuck since you're already there doing some surgeries. Or maybe he peeled him like a glove from the bottom down. There's a lot of questions I have about how these surgeries worked. But if you're a doctor or have any experience, if you actually went to college and you know <laughs> you know how wrong we are about things, feel free to leave us a review. Yes. Or shoot us an email and we'll, re- we'll read it during the next episode. You can email us at campcreeppodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. So and back to the episode. Good, I'm so sorry. We're almost done. So <laughs> that was by far our longest detour. It was worth it. But we've had feelings and science. Lots of questions. So this time, because he's got no Fulton, he drives himself in his fancy man mobile Mm -hmm. to Linda's apartment. Only to find out that Linda's not there. There's like a cleaning crew and Mm -hmm. there's some landlord dude. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to Carlton like, oh, do you are you interested in the apartment? And he says, no, I want Linda. And this dude just happens to have her address written on a piece of paper. And he's like, oh, you want this? And he's like, it's going to cost you. But he just, Carlton just takes it and runs off. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. There are some other issues here. But I guess we're not going to get into those. Uh, Some red flags there. Like, way to be salt. Like, yeah, the landlord doesn't even try to chase him down or anything. He's just like, eh. Okay, sure, whatever. Take her address. Uh-huh. Potentially creepy stalker who's going to go hunt down Linda and murder her. Come Which on. It's partially exactly what happens, but I mean, not well, until we... Uh, I mean, without a- the murder. Yeah, no murder. <laughs> but then we have another random, unnecessary part of the episode. When Carlton gets back to the car, it's covered with these young punks. And they're trying to get a ride. Quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. They want his car. They want to take his shit. And they threaten to beat him up. And I think this was solely in there so that the actor who played Hans could get his little bit of an action hero moment. Because he beats up one guy. He throws, like, full on, like, tosses another one a good five to ten feet. I I don't really do well at guesstimating measurements, so... (laughs) (laughs) But so Carlton gets to kick ass, and I think that might have been the only time in his life he's ever been able to defend himself. Yeah. So in typical delusional stalker fashion, Carlton makes his way to Linda's fancy new penthouse apartment. And this poor dude, butler guy, what would he be? Doorman. Doorman. This poor doorman is trying to stop him. And Carlton's like, I'm looking for Linda. And he's like, but wait, you have to be announced first. Yes. And I was also like, dude, probably there's 50 Lindas living in that building. Be a little more specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he forces his way in up into the elevator. He's pounding on Linda's 
store in her beautiful new apartment full of antiques and rich. It's just very rich and bougie. Decadent. Ooh, that's a way better word. Yeah. And Linda is wearing, uh, comes to the door wearing a beautiful robe reminiscent of Catherine Delish robes. Oh my God. One day. Yeah. One day, universe. I will own one. So it, will you. Yes. If you've never looked up, I mean, God, if they, if she starts accepting Klarna or Afterpay, I am doomed. Uh-huh. Um, if you've never looked up, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Catherine Delish. It's D apostrophe. Apostrophe. Lish. They're beautiful. Um, Linda's is silky and it's not as flowy as the Catherine Delish, but it's very like, oh dear officer, my poor husband had an accident. He fell I'm down so the shocked. stairs and I had no idea. I oh, had- he had a million dollar life insurance policy. My word. <laughs> yes, it's very, very reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda's looking very fancy. So Carlton is like, Linda, Linda, look, brand new body, head to toe. Eh, eh, I did it eh. all for you. Will you please marry me? And one more time, Linda says, no. Turns out, current deal breaker. <laughs> She's already married. <gasps> Plot twist. Oh, no. What? But to who? And she reveals that her biggest priority, what could have overlooked a lot of flaws. This entire fucking episode could have been five minutes long. Right. Again, communication, not lying to your partners, goes a long way, is money. She really wanted to never worry about being poor again. She was looking for a partner who could provide for her and give her the kind of life that she felt that she deserved. And she met a wonderful rich man named Hans. Hans. Yes, ancient Hans walks out wearing Carlton's skin, which is upsetting. Uh-huh, because, <laughs> but to make matters even worse. So while those two lovebirds are... Loving upon each other. Mm-hmm. Fulton walks out with cocktails for yes! them. Hans poached Fulton. So not only did Hans steal his skin, I mean, he didn't steal, steal, they exchanged and money was exchanged for the goods, but then he poached his butler. Although I am happy that Fulton found a happy ending. I have a note here that says, did Carlton not have an employment contract with a non-compete clause that he made Fulton sign? Um, How many millionaires are really in this area, though, that want a butler, I wonder? I feel like they already have one, right? Well, butlers die under mysterious circumstances mm, with a candlestick true. in the library, so, you know. It's always Colonel Mustard, VT dubs. But wait, it gets worse. Hearing Hans laugh coming out of Carlton's body is unsettling as fuck. It's deeply unsettling because Hans has a very douchebag laugh, Mm -hmm. um, which is just kind of on its own would be like kind of annoying and like kind of a turnoff. But then to see it come out of this elderly man, like the voice and the body not matching up at all and like. It's just deeply unsettling. And I was like, ugh, Linda. Yeah, I don't know how Linda does that. Like, that would be, I I don't know. (laughs) Then we're back at the crypt. I'm pretty sure that the crypt keeper killed Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's Arnold's body on the desk slab thing. Yeah, it's very obscured. So really, you only see like the hand. But the crypt keeper is embalming a body. You see him with a big barrel of embalming fluid. The crypt keeper then has a classic quote. And all you older listeners out there might get this reference. He says, we want to pump you up. 
Is that like a jazzercise reference? No. Oh, boy. I feel ancient now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I Um, have it written down because I figured you would have no idea what this reference was. No, give me a second. Give me a second. Um, I can't think of his name, but in the 80s, he had the suits and the videos and very curly hair. No, not related to what's his face. So this is referencing a long running sketch from SNL um, from the 80s and the 90s. Hans and Franz. It was Kevin Nealon and Dana Carvey. And they're basically like ribbing on Arnold Schwarzenegger. But that was their little motto, their little catchphrase. We want to pump you up. And they would be walking around wearing these like muscle suits and they'd be talking about girly mons and and they would have like the little gap between their teeth like Arnold. It was a really big deal when Arnold Schwarzenegger guest starred on SNL and got to be in the Hans and Franz sketch. So yeah, so that is what that reference is in case you're wondering. Feel free to look up those sketches. Disclaimer, I haven't watched any in a long time so don't know if there's anything problematic in them so don't come for me. <laughs> We are very excited to tell you all about our new ghoul friend over at High Tea Distributors. High Tea Distributors is a woman and queer owned small business out of Berks County, Pennsylvania. She started by making herbal tea blends with hemp flowers for her family members. And now, one year later, she specializes in herbal teas, bath products, and is always working on some new blends to pair with other herbs you like to smoke. Well, you're not ganja, believe this, but I just ordered us the tea sampler, which includes 12 tea bags, two bags each of the most popular hemp teas, all containing healthy doses of either CBD or CBG. Well, I'm excited. I've got high expectations. I'm looking forward to trying some new teas with my best bud. If you're feeling green with envy, you can check them out now on Facebook and Instagram or at www.highteadistributors.com. Use promo code CREEPITREAL for 20% off your purchase. That's promo code CREEPITREAL for 20% off. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. Who's that goo? All right. So, as we discussed earlier, this episode was directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. This was his directorial debut. Very nice. Yes, and he later went on to direct Christmas in Connecticut, a TV movie in 1992. Was it a Hallmark movie? I have no idea, and he never directed anything again. If you're not somehow familiar with Arnold Schwarzenegger, first of all, my apologies that you've been living in an underground bunker for your entire life, or are five (laughs) Um, But he is a world-famous retired bodybuilder, a very famous action star, well-known for being Conan the Barbarian, the Terminator. Come on. He's in government now. Yeah. uh, Well, was. Was. He was the the governor, former governor of California. He stepped down in 2011. Oh, okay. I I just remember when he was running, because I was in high school, and we were all kind (laughs) of like... Yes. Yes, good. (laughs) And next up, William Hickey, who played Carlton Webster. William got his start with some small parts in TV and movies in the 50s, including, you know how I love finding these random weird roles, he played the role of the drunk in the 1967 version of The Producers. Oh. 10 out of 10 recommend watching the 67 version of The Producers. Seriously. But our campers may know him from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as Uncle Lewis, the old man who sets the 
Christmas tree on fire with his cigars. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. But you, ma'am, would know him. And it's funny, we were when we were watching it together, you kept commenting on how much you hated his voice. Yes. And- okay, so before you tell me what he's yeah. from, uh-huh. I want to make some guesses. Okay, go ahead. Because you got really excited because I did mention like his voice creeps me out. Yes, yes. Are you about to tell me he is somewhere in the Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes, he is. Okay, so if he's now, I have to imagine everybody. Once you that. hear it, you can't unhear it. <laughs> That's why I want to want to make some guesses. Yeah, is he Doctor Frankenstein? whatever how you say his name yes he is quote unquote evil science is how he's credit evil scientist yes he is the evil scientist and once i heard it when we were re-watching it i was like oh my god i can almost hear him saying sally like you know yes that is him the voice of the evil scientist from nightmare before christmas (laughs) i was like you're gonna tell me it's something nightmare before christmas related and i know it's not oogie boogie oh i was my favorite yes no i was so excited when i found that out (laughs) sadly this is a little bit of a this who's that ghoul is a little bit of a bummer because a lot of people have passed away. Sadly, he did die June 29th, 1997 at the age of 69 in New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah, which means like, so in 97, he was 69. This episode came out in 90? Yeah, that sounds right. 90? So, I mean, he would have only been like 60-ish, which I'm like, man, he looked 90. Okay, so use sunscreen. First of all, aging is natural and normal, but also use your sunscreen, drink water, take good care of our bodies. They're the only bodies we get. Uh, your Carlton. Yep. And just remember that getting old and getting wrinkly is a natural, normal part of life. And then we have... The beautiful Linda, played by Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston is the late wife of John Travolta. Oh. Yes. She got her start in the 80s on TV. Then she played Roseanne in the Stephen King classic film, Christine. And this is one that got me because I loved this movie as a kid. And I don't know how I didn't remember this. She played Tish in the 80s classic Space Camp. Okay. What? I was obsessed with Space Camp. Always wanted to go to Space Camp. It's a movie about some people at Space Camp. They get in a quote unquote simulator and somehow they accidentally go to space. It's been a while. Okay. Um, But did you know you can go to Space Camp as an adult? There is an adult version of Space Camp. Okay, you'll be sending me the link later right. because that's probably going to be a next year thing. Okay. <laughs> I will be going to space camp, thanks. But I was like, how did I not know? Like, you think that would be a core memory as a kid, somebody having the same name as me being in the movie Space Camp. But she went on to have an incredibly successful career. One of her final roles, she played Victoria Gotti in the Gotti, John Gotti movie. But she sadly passed away after a two-year battle with breast cancer on July 12th, 2020, at the young oh. age of 57. So just barely over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was uh, It was very, very tragic. And I honestly, I had no idea she was sick. I mean, I don't keep up on John Travolta and Kelly Preston's lives, you know, but um, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. That's a lot of dead people. And I know we're not even done. Yep. Nope. We are not done. Up next, Roy Brocksmith. He played Doctor. We know good old Roy. He played Vic the bartender in season one, episode one, The Man Who Was Death. Yep, and then he was in another episode too, correct? Mm -hmm. He'll appear one more time in Tales from the Crypt. And he passed away December 16th, 2001 at the age of 56, which means 2001, which means he was only like 46 when he filmed that episode. And again, like it may have been the way they styled him. He just looked so much older. As the mad scientist? Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah. Then we have Rick Rossovich, who played Hans. 
So he got his start doing small parts on Fantasy Island in the 70s, switched over to film, and in 1984 starred alongside Arnold in Terminator. Terminator. Yes, he was Matt, the boyfriend of Sarah Connor's roommate. Arnold kills him. Oh. (laughs) Yes. I believe he throws him. That's amazing. Which is maybe why they had him like get his little thing where he gets to beat up some punks since his <laughs> most famous role was getting killed by Arnold. Oh, poor Yeah. Dude. He went on to have small parts in films like Top Gun and Navy Seals, but these days he seems to be focusing more on just being a dad. Apparently his wife's family lives in, I didn't write it down, but I noted it in my head, uh, like Sweden, I believe. So they spend half their time in the US and half their time in Sweden. So the kids get to spend time with both families and get both cultures. Oh, that's so lovely. I know. And I'm thinking, like, dude, is that Terminator money that good? Damn! I, I bet it is, though, because they're doing another Terminator movie this year, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, royalties are an interesting, uh, the laws surrounding royalties are very interesting, and a lot of people don't get royalties. A lot of people get screwed out of it. So hopefully Hans, in one of the many very successful movies that he was in, hopefully he had a deal with some royalties. Fingers crossed, sir. Fingers crossed. And in the most fun name on this list, Ian Abercrombie played Fulton. He started in TV in the 60s, continued to work non stop in TV and film forever. He had reoccurring role on Seinfeld as the character Justin Pitt. Don't remember any of this, but I wasn't a huge Seinfeld person. For our younger campers, he was Professor Crumbs in The Wizards of... Waverly Place? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I never watched it, but I'm I, familiar with the name. I, I know that it's a thing that was on Disney, but it was way after my time of being into <laughs> Disney. But interestingly enough, he's played a lot of servants in TV oh. and movies. I noted this. He was a butler on the old soap opera Santa Barbara. He played a driver in Adam's Family Values, Ooh. which I now need to rewatch to look for him. He was a butler in the Jurassic Park film The Lost World and in the movie Inland Empire. And on the Adult Swim show, Children's Hospital, he played a butler. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever watched Children's Hospital? I have not. It's fucking delightful. Excellent. I will look for that. And you brought up Batman when we were watching the episode, and I just wanted to note that he played Alfred, Bruce Wayne's butler, in the short-lived series in the early 2000s, Birds of Prey. Amazing! Yep. I love it when a plan comes together. And there were more. Like, seriously, this man's this man's resume was just dizzying. I, li- I couldn't even focus on some of the things to even just pull out, like, you know, oh, he was this one. Like, he worked like a dog. Another credit of note for me that I noticed, he played the wise man in Army of Darkness. If you know me, you know I love my evil dead. So that was exciting. Sadly, he also passed away January 26, 2012 at the age of 77. And for our hardcore horror nerds, I present to you J. Patrick McNamara. He played Dr. Thorne. He played the psychologist in Phantasm 2. And he was in the short-lived TV show Freddy's Nightmares, based on the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. He played Freddy Niles. I also noted he was in a movie called Dead Women in Lingerie. I'm here for that. (laughs) That's what I want to be when I grow up. Because I clicked on it because I was like, I have never heard of that. It looked like it was supposed to be serious, which I was like, ooh, if this were a campy film, I would be behind this. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. So that's it for this week's edition of Who's That Ghoul? All right. Now, the important question. Mm-hmm. Tish. Yes. 
Did you like this episode? I did. I'm give it one and a half severed thumbs up. I take half a thumb off because some of Arnold's greenness kind of showed through some of the scenes, and that's just me being like a technically picky person. There were some things I could that felt could have been stronger, but for it being his one of two times that he's ever directed and it being his first time, I'm very proud of him. Proud of you, Arnold. Good episode. <laughs> Enjoyed the story. Definitely, uh, definitely love a good morality tale. So, yep. One and a half. What about you? I think I want to give it at least one severed thumb up. Maybe not that halvesies. It was a very predictable episode, which is fine. Uh, Like you said, it's a morality episode, but... I just, it wasn't my favorite story. It was very, there was a lot of machoism, some toxic masculinity oh, throughout. So much toxic yeah. masculinity, a severe <laughs> lack of communication. I appreciated Carlton's romantic side. Mm-hmm. I just wish he would have asked Linda, what are you looking for? Exactly, because this whole thing would have been solved if he'd just been like, hey, Linda. I've got a so, ton of money. I agree and I know you were do- when we were watching it earlier you were dogging Linda on her shallowness but to be fair Carlton was a 60 something year old man pursuing a 20 year old girl I don't think he was no. in it for the intellect or all the <laughs> things they had in common he was after her because she was young beautiful she had a tight body Mm-hmm. So, yep, that was it. I'm yep. not mad that she was she wasn't being vain necessarily. I wasn't calling her out on that. Mm-hmm. I was calling her out on just fucking tell him you're not interested. Yes, that's very true. That uh, this whole thing could have also been prevented by her saying it doesn't matter what you do. I'm not into this. Although, mm-hmm. I have a conspiracy theory because at the end her and Hans seemed very uh they seemed to know each other quite well and we don't really know how much time has passed between all of the surgeries. They don't really there's no indication but my conspiracy theory is is that they were in on it the entire time. That would make sense because then how did they also find Fulton near the end? Right. I mean, maybe he put saw a job ad Butler wanted. <laughs> Must be Britishy. Was he British? I believe he was. He had a very British air about him at minimum. I can't yeah. remember if he had a British accent or not I, though. I mean, we only watched it like 20 minutes ago. Right. I, mm, I don't my... think he did. Well, Definitely the airs. Yes, the air of Britishness. So we do have another exciting announcement for you campers, especially if you happen to live in the Salem area. We are headed to Salem, Massachusetts, September... 2nd-ish. Yes, we'll be there for Labor Day weekend. That's what I should have said. (laughs) I should have counted on myself to know dates. (laughs) We will be performing in the Great Burlesque Expo happening in Salem. Very excited. I'll be performing Friday night as a part of the Bordello Room. And I will be performing on Saturday night as part of the main event. And we're going to be going on as many adventures as we possibly can while we're there. Yes. I am very determined to convince Camp Counselor Tish that we should get some sort of matching tattoo. <laughs> I'm thinking on it. There's something I there's something I want, and I think I think we might be on the same page. So, yes, yes. but feel free to send us your favorite tourist traps in Salem. I love a good tourist trap. Yes, but not the movie. We we don't want oh, we don't no. want to see. No, no, no. Please <laughs> and thank you. No, but I I love like I don't care if it's cheap. Like there's a cheesy witch museum. Like shut up and take my money already. Um, all right, all right. 
right? Yes. I am. So I'm, we're slowly building our wish list for things that we want to do while we're there. So if anybody <laughs> has been and you've got some recommendations, also, because we love food, we are accepting restaurant yes. recommendations. I have already started us a spreadsheet called <laughs> Salem Trip 2021. I am making us a little bit of a schedule, whether Tish is aware of it or not. <laughs> we all know how well I do with a schedule. <laughs> ADHD's a bitch. Alrighty, campers. Thank you for listening to Camp Creep Podcast. If you would like to help us out, you can leave us a review. And if you want to show your support, you can follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Camp Creep Podcast, and on Twitter as Camp Creep Pod. Special thank you to Steve O'Dockerson for our fantastic theme music. We'll see you soon, campers, and as always, creep it real.